Hey, welcome back to Drone Therapy Podcast. This is where I go through my DBT, uh, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, notebooks with you and we listen to drone music because both of those things can be nice and both of those things can be scary that's a dbt joke we'll explain later the last episode was an introduction to this podcast we did a simple exercise we divided our brains into parts and basically called two of those parts the overly emotional and the overly rational parts garbage and then kind of confusingly said when those two garbage parts overlap on a venn diagram then they're great they're working together this is the kind of thing dbt is doing all the time it's getting pretty abstract but it's also simple what's more simple than a venn diagram there's gonna be a lot more of that before we continue in the book i just want to give you a better idea of what this kind of therapy is but just fyi we're not going to talk about who would or wouldn't benefit from this what disorders or diagnoses or issues to have a diagnosis is a privilege and it could be wrong to even understand what your issues are is a privilege and like i said before it's literally kindergarten for your emotions and unless your parents didn't fuck up like at all which like i'm guessing no we could all use that we're all fucking up our emotional and interpersonal lives in some way and speaking of i'm sorry about my voice i've had a fever i've been sick i'm mostly better now i'm not amazing at taking care of myself but i'm amazing at taking care of myself ha <laughs> that's a dbt joke again we'll we'll get it if you don't know the word dialectical here we go if you do already and think the word dialectical and think of plato like wow if you think of hegel that's chill generally speaking a dialectic is a new understanding that comes out of a dialogue between opposing or even contradictory sides of an argument So I know personally, like a lot of my mental distress comes from black and white thinking, a fixed narrative that completely takes over my mind. For example, I'm weak garbage and I'll never get better. That's a fixed narrative. But then if I put that into a dialectic, it's not fixed anymore. It's a first moment. It's something to build on. And maybe I can add another narrative like, I'm a human being who's been hurt, has shown incredible resiliency in the face of harm, and there's a likely chance I will survive this and go on to live a life worth living. Can you like see those two narratives side by side? They're contradictory, but they're both 
right? Try to picture it. We're going somewhere here. Another couple narratives I want to add as examples right now before you jump down my throat about suggesting life is worth living are, okay, life is awful, in the words of Lana Del Rey, and life is beautiful, also in the words of Lana Del Rey. These are two fixed narratives, and when they come together, they don't have to clash. They can get bendy or even dissolve into something gaseous. They can get malleable to a molecular level and actually come together and blend and make something new, which is a new narrative that life is complicated and rich and full of ups and downs, a blessing and a curse, impossible to bear and endlessly curious and wonderful. And the two narratives together make a new, truer truth. We can do good old self-sublation into this new understanding because two contradictory things can be true at one time. If you can hold them both in your mind at the same time, it can really help you to calm down, I think, if you're just able to let the narratives exist in tandem. Life is awful and life is beautiful. Both of those things are true at the same time. And maybe you have the facts to prove that you're trash, that you're total garbage. Okay, that's fine. But you also have the facts to prove that you're good and strong and you have value. Like, you do, trust me. And maybe you can be really sure you're going to die of this sickness. And that's valid. No one is invalidating that. You know your own life. But you can also be pretty fucking sure based on how strong you've been so far that you're gonna survive and make it to future moments where you're even thriving. And if you embrace how confusing that is, I mean, for me, it helps me not spend days on the floor crying, trying to decide if I'm gonna kill myself or not. It helps me like deal and stay functional and hopeful. Not that I'm claiming I'm functional. We're always hopeful. We're down, we're down here together. So DBT is finding the middle path, which simplifies this abstract thing I'm talking about, about dissolving fixed narratives into gaseous states and letting them occupy the same space for you. That visualization works for me. Maybe visualizing a middle path between two contradictory roads or statements is more helpful for you. The first example in the workbook isn't an internal struggle either. It's external, a conflict between people, which might help you visualize how this would work IRL. So let me read this. In relationship conflicts, Power struggles are common. DBT teaches these struggles happen because people act in extremes. When people are acting from an extreme position, they're choosing to only see one side of the situation. DBT asks participants to think dialectically during conflicts. 
And then there is like a diagram of a scale. And on one side of the scale, it says, my opinions are valid. And on the other side, it says, your opinions are valid. And it's balanced. It asks, when you disagree, what part is missing? What's the middle path? So the middle path would be the middle part of the scale. They didn't draw a road because I guess that would be too simple. They, they drew a scale. So you can think about it like a scale too. Uh, what part is missing? What's the middle path? Calling the dialectic. When disagreements start to get hot, a skillful person calls the dialectic saying, wait, we're starting to lose it here. What's the dialectic? What's missing from all this? What's the middle path? So what would balance this situation? How can we balance both sides, right? Like again, kindergarten for emotions, it seems basic, but you're struggling if you don't have these skills. Before we get into more examples, DBT has some assumptions about its participants that are pretty brutalizing to read out loud, so just stay with me here. When I did DBT, I was in a group, and these were written in pink marker on a huge sheet of white paper on the wall. I'm not kidding. The assumptions of DBT. One, people are doing the best they can. Two, people want to improve. Three, people want to do better, try harder, and be more motivated to change. Which, okay, isn't always true, but it's an assumption of DBT. Four, people may not have caused all of their problems, and they have to solve them anyway is kind of a dialectic. Five, the lives of suicidal, depressed, anxious, and angry people are painful as they're currently being lived. Six, all people can learn new behaviors in different situations in their lives. Seven, there's no absolute truth. Eight, people cannot fail in DBT. That was heavy. Maybe you want to note the timestamp of this list or write it down. Or whenever you want, you can Google DBT therapy assumptions because this list can be comforting and validating. Like the darker something is, the more I tend to take comfort in it. Like the more validated I tend to feel by it because I've been to such dark places. I don't know about you, but like write it down in pink maybe. That might help. We're gonna go back to the lighter stuff now. It can all be doom and gloom. Uh, returning to there being no one truth, two things being true at the same time, this imagery of finding the middle path. If you're still struggling with what dialectical means, first of all, it doesn't really matter. You can learn DBT skills without needing to explain what DBT is. But honestly, I find this no fixed narrative stuff really helpful as a skill. 
in and of itself. So this might be helpful if it's still foggy for you. I'm gonna read some stuff. Dialectics, finding the middle path. Dialectics are a helpful way to view the world. Dialectics teach us that there is more than one way to see a situation and more than one way to solve a problem. Dialectics consider all people to have unique qualities and different points of view. Dialectics stress the importance of looking at the world with an open mind without absolutes, avoiding black and white, all or nothing thinking. Dialectics point out that only change is constant. Aww. If we accept that two things that seem like opposites can both be true, we can pave a way toward a middle path. And there's a box that says, acceptance plus change equals middle path. On the next page, there's more diagrams. It's gonna be a lot of diagrams. There are boxes on one side under the acceptance column and boxes on the other side under the change column. And the middle path is the path between the two boxes. The first example they give for an acceptance statement is you're doing the best you can at this moment. And the opposing change statement is you can do better, try harder, and be more motivated to change. Do you see how both of those things can be true at the same time? And then finding a balance or a middle path would be helpful for you. The next example is, I can do it myself, is written under acceptance. And I can ask for help, is written under change. This might resonate, like I know a lot of people like struggle with asking for help. But it's like, it's okay to ask for help, it really is. So again, do you see how both of those things can be true at the same time? I can ask for help, I can do it myself. And then there's balance between the two. Picture two boxes, one labeled acceptance and one labeled change with the middle path between them. Or even better, draw it. It can look super sketchy. You're probably never gonna look at this again, no matter what your intentions are. Just sketch it and then write down, or at least picture in your mind, what are two statements that are true at the same time, when accepting a situation you have, one changing that situation. For example, for you, acceptance might be this podcast host is struggling more than I am, and then change might be I can struggle with this podcast host. I mean, they don't negate each other. They don't even join into one idea. To me, they come together in a double helix narrative. I like to picture that, the narratives twisting and embracing but never touching. Maybe to you, they create an option of a middle path between two dangerous roads that you can walk down 
with safety and balance, the middle path. Just wing it, honestly, that thing about there being no way to fail, no right or wrong answers in DBT is true. Acceptance and change, two statements about the same situation. So like if you're still with me, you're doing great. Uh, we're gonna get into some more of the same stuff here and then we're done for today. There's another example here that might be personally helpful to you or at least abstractly helpful. One dialectic is people are busy trying to prepare themselves for more independent action in the world and people often rely on each other for help. So again, this difficult idea of asking for help versus being independent. Both these statements are true, right? Independence and dependence. They seem like they're at odds, but they're actually in balance. That's a more complete truth. These are some hints for finding the middle path. Some of this stuff you might have heard before, maybe in this episode, but the more you hear it, the more your brain builds helpful pathways and stuff, so don't tune out. Ways to think and act dialectically. Move away from either or thinking to both and thinking. Words like always and never are rarely true. Be descriptive. That's number one. Number two, practice looking at other points of view. There are always at least two sides to a story. Find a kernel of truth in each one. Three, remember no one has the absolute truth. Four, use I feel statements. Five, Except that different opinions can be legitimate, although you don't have to agree with them. Six, do not assume you know what another person is thinking and feeling. Check out your assumptions. Seven, do not expect people can read your mind. Again, basic but important stuff about staying in the shades of gray instead of black and white thinking, both with yourself and with other people and the world in general. There's a multiple choice worksheet here, but we can't really do it together because it would take forever. What I'm gonna do is I'll read the two non-middle path statements and then the like good middle path dialectical statement. A, everyone always treats me unfairly. B, everyone is always fair to me. C, in some situations I feel I am not being treated fairly. A, no one ever listens to me. B, People are always available to me and listen to whatever I feel. C. Sometimes I don't feel listened to and it's very frustrating. A. 
it's not my fault that I have all these problems, so I'm not even going to try. B. All my problems are my own fault. Yeah, I like that one. C. I may not have caused all my problems, and I need to solve them anyway. A. I don't trust anyone. B. I can trust anyone. C. I trust some people and find it difficult to trust other people. Yeah. A. It is hopeless. I just can't do it. B. This is a breeze. I don't have any problems. C. This is really hard for me and I'm going to keep trying. A. I hate you for what you did. I'm never going to talk to you again. B. It's not a big deal if you hurt me. C. You really hurt my feelings and I'm angry with you and I still love you. Aww. So like, I don't know how you feel about the idea of homework, but if you're keen, here's what you can do for this episode. I would recommend writing this down because you're going to forget at least a note in your phone or something. One, identify a dialectic that occurs in your everyday life this week. Could be in your mind or interpersonally. Two, when you get in a conflict, practice calling the dialectic. A, what was the situation in which you practiced calling the dialectic? B, what exactly did you say? C, how did you try and find the middle path? D, what was the outcome? E, how did you feel afterwards? F, would you say or do anything differently next time? G, write down any notes or observations of things you noticed while engaging in the dialectic. If you don't have time, that's chill, but maybe still write a note in your phone and keep it in your mind and notice if there's dialectical stuff going on. So next time's going to be a lot less esoteric. If you thought this was way too pretentious for a wellness comedy podcast, that's chill. I probably did too, but we had to get this stuff out of the way. I'll be back in a couple weeks to talk to you about mindfulness, which is super cute. I promise to make it at least a little new and interesting. If you're not okay right now, you can call 1-800-273-8255 to talk to someone, or you can Google local crisis lines, call centers, Please, like, these people actually want to talk to you. They do. They're chill. I've done it. I'm Bridget Bardont or Crystal Jacks, whatever. And you can find Drone Therapy Podcast on my SoundCloud, SoundCloud slash Bardont. Or subscribe on iTunes, Drone Therapy Podcast. 
or crystaljacks.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-L-J-A-X.com. You can email me at askdronetherapy at gmail.com. Thanks for being here, and remember to sublate the narratives or whatever.